0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal transfer show joining you every morning at 8am UK time hope you're doing good hope you're doing well thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines it is very much appreciated. Thank you to everybody joining us as well, of course, on a Saturday. It's always uh, always feel like that extra warmth uh, when you guys arrive on a, a Saturday or a Sunday morning. It's the weekend and yet you still decide, despite the fact that you don't have to. Well, maybe some of you do still. Certainly I'm working today, but uh, I don't know about many others. But the fact that still so many of you get up early on a Saturday and a Sunday morning still tune in it means a hell of a lot so thank you so much to everybody that continues to do so uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat uh, matt g barry darren we've got jean rich ray we've got kaiser amira peter brad paul Keems, nav trevor mark and stevie maximius Uh, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, as always, everyone, for tuning in. Lovely stuff. Let's get on with today's stories. By the way, oh, we also hit 47,000 subs. So thank you, everybody that's continued to start and all of our new listeners as well. Thank you for tuning in as well. Very kind of you indeed. Uh, Arsenal are due to face Monaco in the Emirates Cup on the 2nd of August. This is taking place, of course, ahead of the new Premier League season. Arsenal getting plenty of matches in plenty of opportunities to play uh, against uh, oppositions of a decent standing before they go into the Premier League of course the Premier League fixtures are out next week and we'll find out who Arsenal's first game of the Premier League season will be in due course of course it's going to be a newly promoted side away from home in the first game of the season it always is an away game to kick off the season for Arsenal it feels like that at least I can't remember the last time we had a home game to kick off the season maybe it was Leicester at home, I remember that being a first game once, but uh, it's been a while. It's fair to say it's been a while since we had a home game. I'm hoping that we can kick off the season with a home match, but uh, let's see indeed what ends up happening. Uh, moving forwards, Newcastle are said to have a limited budget this season. We're surprised to read this story, but supposedly, and you've probably seen this story during the rounds now, is that Newcastle have around £75 million is said to be the budget uh, for Newcastle. And that, of course, has a knock-on effect about what and who they can look to buy and also how much money they're going to be able to offer for those players, which means their interest in Kieran Tierney is obviously going to take some form of a hit. Uh, They're looking to try and get Arsenal upwards of £30 million for Kieran Tierney. But with Newcastle prioritising a central midfielder this summer, it may mean that the offer that they come in with initially is going to be below Arsenal's asking price for Tierney. This is according to Craig Hope of the Daily Mail. So let's see if indeed uh, we see any differences in this story to what happens in reality. But apparently Newcastle, the team with all the money in the world, are said to have a limited budget, <laughs> which is, you know, slightly unbelievable, really. But maybe, maybe it's the truth. Uh, Long-time Arsenal target Orkan Kokchu is set to move to Benfica this summer. Uh, the Turkish international, of course, who won the Eredivisie with Feyenoord last season, will instead move to the Portuguese champions, Benfica, uh, who have had a, a very good season, of course, with the likes of Monchalo well, Ramos and João Mario um, having very, very good seasons indeed. But uh, yes, Orkin Kokushu will make the switch over And it will be very interesting indeed to see how he ends up doing in another league. He's been linked with Arsenal, been linked with Spurs, linked with a lot of Premier League sides, but he's not moving to the Premier League. Instead, he's moving to Portugal. So let's see indeed how he ends up getting on. Now, Javi Simmons has been speaking about his future. He will decide his future Very soon, indeed. He says, soon I'll decide together with my family. To be honest, it's not in my head to leave. I have no obligations to anyone. I'm the one who has to make the choice. So if Arsenal's interest is indeed genuine in the player, we may see some movement on this soon. And if so, we can keep our fingers crossed that it is indeed Arsenal that go for him because I, amongst many others, would love to see Xavi Simmons brought through the doors at Arsenal in the summer. Now, Gundogan, according to Fabrizio Romano, will decide his future after the Champions League final between four clubs who have tabled offers for the German international, Manchester City, Barcelona, PSG, and of course, Arsenal are the four teams that have made offers to potentially sign Ilkay Gundogan on a free. Arsenal still said to be in the race. However, it does seem that the most obvious choices are between City, his staying there, and Barcelona. Lots of reports have come out from Spain over the last week, two weeks, a month, suggesting that a deal between Gundogan and Barca is effectively done. Whether that is true or not, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Arsenal still throwing their hat into the ring on this one. Um, But I'm not optimistic about that. Uh, Arsenal have still said also to be interested in signing Caicedo as well as Declan Rice. However, the focus very much right now is indeed on Declan Rice as a priority. Arsenal are looking to try and negotiate that deal, get it done as soon as feasibly possible. It still takes some time, of course, agreeing a deal. West Ham United are wanting a significant amount of money, which we'll talk about shortly. But uh, Caicedo, also Brighton, looking for upwards of £70 million, pounds, significantly so. But still, very much Arsenal are interested in signing both players. And speaking of Declan Rice, Bayern are said to be giving up on the chase for the West Ham captain. Uh, They have given up, it seems, in trying to go for a player that looks almost destined to stay in the Premier League at least. And Arsenal are still, as we are aware, leading the chase for Declan Rice as well. The fee, the intentions, all of this at the moment is looking good for Arsenal. But we've heard from various sources as well, various outlets reporting that West Ham are wanting a significant amount of the fee up front as much. Uh, they look at, to be honest, the, the Jude Bellingham deal, was just in £88 million, pounds basically paid up front, and then bonuses added on later on down the line. They're looking at that deal as a potential um, kind of model or mould, if you like, for the Declan Rice deal. And they'll want to be able to use as much money as they can get from losing Rice to replacing him during this window. So it makes sense. So if Arsenal want the player they're going to have to stump up a lot of money up front which is only fair and, and what Arsenal should be expected to do in my opinion. Now our headline story of the day is a new link to a player according to Republica uh, which is an Italian outlet so let's get those short, <laughs> salt shakers at the ready um, suggesting that Arsenal and Newcastle are interested in signing Federico Chiesa. Now Chiesa has been one of the most exciting young players around for a number of years. Now 25, of course. He went on that, I think it was a two-year loan spell from Fiorentina to Juventus before at the end of that being bought for around 42 million euros. Uh, This season, he's not exactly had an amazing campaign. He's had 21 games played, scored twice. And, of course, got five assists as well. He suffered with a significant knee injury at the end of last season, which cost him a lot of the campaign and cost him the start of the current campaign. And he's not necessarily been able to get back up to speed, back up to the Chiesa that we saw before that injury. Uh, However, there is certainly a lot of talent in Chiesa. Before his injury, he was considered one of, if not the best Italian talent out there Um, but that knee injury has uh, has certainly made uh, things slightly more tricky but Newcastle and Arsenal according to Republica are interested and have made inquiries about the Juventus forward, and whether or not we see Arsenal indeed move for a player in that area we will have to wait and see but we do know that Arsenal are interested in bringing in potentially a forward this summer could Chiesa be that player right let's move then to part two your questions and more right after this Right then, uh, let's jump into the chat box and take some of the questions that you've been throwing in. Onda Volley says, uh, not uh, not many Italians make the move to the Premier League. Why is that? It's just been one of those things. Uh, We've discussed uh, a number of Nations players that don't tend to make switches away from their home nation. Italian players like to remain in Italy, on the majority, uh, make those moves to Juventus, Inter, AC Milan, Roma, Lazio. There's a lot of big clubs, you know, in Italy, and I've missed out a fair few still uh, that can obviously, you know, some that aren't even the top division anymore as well. So it's it's makes sense they they want to kind of progress, and there's a lot of kind of tradition in Italy about football. So that's I guess why they want to remain in Italy uh, moving forwards. But uh, it's not they're not the only nation that has this this type of kind of um, prerogative about players. Omar says, what's your Champions League final prediction? I'm sadly saying 3-1 to City. Um, I tend to agree. I think it's going to be a relatively comfortable game for City. Um, Probably one of the easiest finals that we may see for one side. Let's wait and see what happens. But uh, I'd be interested to know. Actually, I'm going to put a poll into the chat box. I think that'd be quite interesting to see what people think. Do you want City to win the Champions League? Um, Would you rather? Do you want them to win... um, Uh, Do you want City to win the UCL? Uh, Reason being why I asked, before you vote, uh, there's a couple of reasons as to why I asked the question. Of course, from an Arsenal perspective, I don't have too much emotion, if any, towards Man City whatsoever. They would then win the treble, which would, of course, um, kind of sully the the treble that Manchester United won. It would kind of knock the sheen off of that achievement. Um, There's also an element for me of... If Man City were to win the Champions League, could Pep Guardiola think and look up at these achievements and go, I think I've done all I can do here and make a decision to move on in the near future? I think if Pep Guardiola moves on Man City are, are not the same side that they are, I think he has absolutely ensured the, the dominance of that team at the top of the table as much as their players and spending has. Um, so I'm interested to get your thoughts. Of course, it's the other it's the English team and we want to support. Uh, into Milan as well. So you may want to uh, move towards uh, the other side of things as well. But I'm curious to how many people want to see Man City win the Champions League from an Arsenal perspective. I have no emotion towards City, positive or negative, to be honest, whatsoever. I'm so indignant to them um, and indifferent about what's gone on there. So... It is what it is. Um, So far, it's pretty split. 58% saying no, 42% saying yes. We'll catch up and revisit that poll at the end of the show. Um, Let's go to, uh, scroll up a little bit more. And uh, the Harry Thomas says, hey, Tom, do you think the training facilities and having a state-of-art facility makes even a 5% difference? Um, Probably not. You know, I think it's more to do with the stature of the club, where the club are in their competitive scene. Um, if you like, you look at Tottenham, for instance. have got a very, great, they've got an amazing stadium, they've got an amazing training facility, but they're Tottenham. So I'm not sure that players necessarily going to want to make that move uh, in the same kind of way. Uh, Vegas Gunner says, and thank you so much for the donation, my friends. Uh, what teams do you think could possibly bid for Balogun? It seems like Italian teams try for loan options from the EPO, unless it's a free transfer. Well, there is interest from Italy. Uh, Inter Milan, AC Milan, all interested. Roma, also interested as well. Leipzig are interested. Lille, Marseille, I wouldn't be surprised if PSG have also gotten interested as well. But there's a number of Premier League teams that are also said to have interest in the player as well. He's not short of options. And Arsenal will hopefully be not short of, of bids for the player during the summer window. And hopefully Arsenal can maximise the fee that they get from Fuller in Balogun. Uh, Gala do says I'd rather a British team win. However, I'll still find it hilarious if Inter win tonight. Uh, Stephen says Are Arsenal confident of signing Rice Sado uh, or rather Kaiseido? Is this why the focus is on Rice? I think they're confident on Rice. I don't think there's that same level of confidence for for Kaiseido. I think that that's going to be a trickier deal to do. But they want to try and get the uh, they want to try and get the Rice deal done. Um, they want to focus on that, prioritize that. We don't want to repeat of the Mudrick situation. And that makes complete sense. Uh, Ronald says, Tom, Agathe or Zubamendi? Well, Agathe already signing for PSG, Ronald. So I don't think Arsenal have much choice if it's between those two. So you'd have to go with Zubamendi. Uh, Trevor says, I can't understand not wanting a British team bringing a trophy back to this country. I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I really couldn't care less about that. The British side of things. I really, really don't care. Um, I <laughs> I just don't care. I, I, just, I want England to win when I'm an England fan. I want England to win it whenever they play, I support England. I don't have the whole just because there's Spurs players in there, I won't support England. But I really couldn't care less. I don't have any attachment to any other club um in England besides Arsenal and potentially Gilling on my local side. But you know, I have no no attachment to to any other club. Um but uh yeah, I I just I just can't. Um, I can't ever get on kind of that whole British team uh, thing to want to bring the trophy back to England. I couldn't care less. Um, I I couldn't care less. (laughs) I've really hammered home that point. If you didn't know, I couldn't care less. Uh, Bertrand says, how many preseason matches will Arsenal have coupled with the Community Shield? Uh, Well, we're playing Monaco in the Emirates Cup in the last one. We'll have Community Shield the weekend before that. We've then got matches against Barcelona and Manchester United in America. We've got a friendly against Nuremberg in Germany before that. I think we've got another game in the United States as well against the American MLS All-Stars. So one, two, three, four, five, six, six preseason five, six. Six pre-season games uh, before the Premier League season can start if you count the Community Shield in that. So five plus the Community Shield is what we are scheduled to do uh, across the summer transfer window. Uh, scrolling down a little bit. More. Uh Ronald says, My bad, Tom. Who is better Agate or Zubemendi Um, I haven't seen too much of Agate. is obviously doing it at a higher level in Europe and in the in La Liga. So at the moment, I would lean towards Zubemendi Um, Tom, do you care? No, I don't care <laughs> if that wasn't ever clear. Um could I care less, says Matt G. No, I, I couldn't care less. I really, really couldn't. Uh, Aaron says, any idea when the Community Shield tickets go on sale? No, I don't, I'm afraid. Sorry, I, I don't have any information on that side of things. Uh, Benji says, Tom, should we be more shameless as a fan base if we win something like the Community Shield in preseason? I'm tired of this. Who had a better season nonsense? Shameless about winning the Community Shield. It's just a nice day out, let's be honest. If you win the, if you win the, the trophy, great. If you don't, who cares? That's kind of where we're at with the community shield. We're playing Man City. So I'm not expecting loads. And I mean, Liverpool won it last season by beating Man City. And look what happened between those two sides going on into the season. Man City win the league, Liverpool finished fifth. So it's not exactly a barometer for what's going to happen across the campaign. I think Darwin Nunez scored and Erling Haaland blanked as well. And we know how differently that went throughout the season also. Um Barron says, Orni from deep with a Rice to Man City tweet after the final is what we don't need. Yes, there's always that element of whenever an inf- a notification pops up on my phone about Everett Ornstein, someone dropping some bad news from an Arsenal perspective. Hopefully, things are going to be fine. Uh, answer says, Tom, we both know this Newcastle budget is some PR BS. Uh, they want to, to underbid for their targets. It's smart. Maybe. Maybe it's a bit of a... A leaked deep fake, if you like, regarding what they're able to spend this summer. Maybe that's the case. Uh, Julian says, Tom, where do you think the cutoff point is with Saliba regarding getting him to sign a contract or looking then to sell him and getting a replacement? I'm not sure, Julian, to be honest. Um, I think upwards of 200,000 pounds a week. But I'm very hopeful around the Saliba contract. It's moving in the right direction. There's a lot of positive um, kind of information coming out from that side of things. Arsenal are confident. Saliba wants to stay. They're just trying to agree on, a, on a, an agreed wage and image rights and all that stuff. So there's a lot of confidence around the Saliba contract negotiations. So hopefully we can get some good news on that at some point in the future. Um, let's go to uh, Laurie says. How many additions do you think we'll make before the Community Shield? Curious about both your ideal and your realistic predictions. Ideal is five or six. Realistic, Four. Uh, you know, there's, it's difficult to always get your business done. Um, there's always some opportunities that open up later in the window or the players that you want at the start of the window are no longer available because they've moved elsewhere or have signed new contracts, etc. I'd probably predict around four that come in before the community shield, but I hope five or six would be my aim. Um, Dobbo says, before any signings are in the door, what's your current expectations for Arsenal next season? Another title challenge. Um, absolutely has to be the expectation for Arsenal. Another title challenge. Push City further. Uh, try and go as far as at least the quarterfinals in the in the Champions League for me. Uh, get as far as they can in the cup competitions. But as I always try and say to people, if you want to be in a title race, unfortunately, some of the other competitions are probably going to take a bit of a hit. You know, until you've got a squad as deep and as as good as Manchester City's, your other other competitions are going to suffer. When Liverpool won the league, um in in what was it was it 1920 uh, that they won the league they um they went out of the the champions league in like the the last 16 i think it was they went out of the fa cup in the fourth or fifth round they went out of the league cup in the quarterfinal um so they went out early on in those competitions in in, in the later not later rounds but you know after the group stage they went out in the early rounds of the other competitions so um they're always going to suffer if you go on to try and win a title. But uh, we've got to try and push across all, front, all fronts as best we possibly can. Um, yeah, At least I don't have to worry about Gillingham indeed. They have no chance. <laughs> they aren't the best. I feel sorry for my dad, um, who is a stalwart Gillingham fan. Um, William says, Tom, can you suggest some free agents that we can get? Tilleman Zaha, are Gündo- oh, You're doing my job for me, William. Uh, and thoughts on Cancelo? Well, I wanted Rafael Guerrero, but he's obviously moving off to... To Bayern Munich. Uh, I mean, let's have a quick look at contracts expiring um, of players. What other players? We always, we do this like every month, I feel. Uh, Marcus Turam, uh, Daichi Kamada are two others. Uh, Adrian Rabio. Uh, we know Marcus Asensio is going to, to um, PSG. Jonathan Bamba is an interesting one. Used to be really rated at Lille, and I haven't heard much about him more recently. Um, Hussam Awaz going to Roma from the sounds of things Um, Danny Sabayos I don't know if they've actually um, renewed his contract at Real Madrid his stats for last season were very good very very good Uh, they always saw that there was a player in there Uh, he just didn't ever really manage to fulfil that potential, it seems, at Arsenal. Uh, Gabenga says, what's the latest on Saliba's injury? The expectation is that they hope he's going to be ready for pre-season. Uh, that's the latest on that, as far as I'm aware. Uh, NVR says, Tom, why can Chelsea compete with us for Kai Seder, but if the roles were reversed, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't even be in the equation. It's not like we're broke. No, we're not, but Chelsea offer silly wages, um, and we just know that they're going to offer probably more money than what Arsenal are offering on an individual basis. Arsenal are going to Arsenal know that. Arsenal try and if they can, bring the prices down on players so they can better better fit them into their wage structure, better fit them into the summer budget. So Chelsea are always going to be able to compete even without Champions League football, A, because of the stature they've got and the history in those competitions. They've got pedigree in the Champions League from winning it twice. They've got pedigree more recently in the Premier League than us. And you've got to admit that the money that there is there is always going to be a factor. So that's why they can compete. It's as simple as that. Uh, and don't forget, you know, Arsenal actually beat Chelsea to the signing of Gabriel Jesus. Chelsea wanted to sign Jesus last summer when they had Champions League football and Arsenal didn't. And Arsenal were the ones that managed to get Jesus through the door. So it's important not to forget that. Uh, Footy Boy says, Hey Tom, hope you're doing good. I am. Thank you very much. Uh, do you think it's pointless Arsenal wanting Chiesa as Arsenal are looking at other positions like CM, DM and right back? They do want a forwards. Um, they do want to offer, they do want to sign a player that's going to offer something in the final third, to the best of my knowledge. So, uh indeed that is an expectation is that they will look to bring something in uh up top once they've kind of prioritized those areas in midfield and defense but uh yeah, there's, there's scope for them still that they, they, they want a forward player as well. Uh, let's scroll down and go to... Uh, give me that loot, which is like me when I used to play Fortnite. Uh, if the Carabao Cup is a better achievement than finishing second, then why does finishing second take precedence over it for the charity shield? Uh, it's not. Uh, I think finishing second is obviously a, a much trickier achievement in the Premier League than, than winning the Carabao Cup. I don't believe that Man, Man United have had a better season than Arsenal personally I don't believe that West Ham have I don't believe that Liverpool I think the only English club that have had a better season than Arsenal uh is Manchester City personally um so there you go um Laurie says uh random side note Tom we met in Chicago shared a few drinks just wanted to pop in and say hello hope you've cut that Gooners Against Racism sticker to good use uh, yes I have Laurie thank you so much uh, for that uh, it is, uh I've, I've got like a whole collection of the stickers and uh Always absolutely gunners against racism is uh, is a fantastic message to get across. But it was an absolute pleasure to meet you, Laurie. Uh, I remember plenty of drinks being shared, surprisingly so. But it was a fantastic trip. And thank you, Laurie, for jumping in. Hopefully, if I ever return to Chicago, I'll see you again. Um, the Bank says, uh, Would you take rice on a reduced fee for a swap with Smith Row? No, I'd just pay the price that it takes to get Declan Rice, personally um let's go to uh Oximato says uh should we get a forward winter transfer uh because we don't have a problem scoring 88 goals this season is good um look i think that a forward is not necessarily absolutely imperative compared to what the midfield and the defense is uh at the end of the day arsenal scored you know a really good amount of goals i saw someone yesterday put a tweet out with uh, Jesus, Martinelli and Saka in the front three. And someone replied to that saying that's not a title winning front three. And I sat there and I was like, how can that be true? Arsenal led the league for so long of the season last year. And it wasn't because of a lack of goals that we didn't win the league. It was because we had significant injury issues at the back and at the end of the season with Saliba, Tommy Asim and Zinchenko were missing significant periods of the season at the end. That's why when we started to concede goals. It wasn't because we couldn't score enough goals. We've scored more goals than we've ever scored before in a Premier League season. So I always kind of thought that, you know, the goal side of things was never an issue. And certainly suggestions that Jesus Saka and Martinelli are not good enough to be a Premier League title winning front three. I just don't agree with. I think that what we did last season absolutely showed that the front three and Odegaard as well, and you include him in there, in there is enough for Arsenal to win a title. We just needed to bring the goals down and we need to be better in those games against City. You need to be better in some of the other games over the course of the season. So I I don't agree with the side of, you know, the front three that we have isn't good enough for a title because it certainly, certainly is. Uh, Darren says, should Arsenal only devote a certain length of time to getting the Rice deal over the line? And if unsuccessful, move on. I'd love Rice to come in, but not if other targets gets lost. Well, at the end of the day, Darren, Rice is the priority. So if other targets are lost we have to make sure that we get Rice. You know, I've said this from the start. Arsenal, for me, have to, as an as an expectation, get one of Rice or Caicedo through the door this window. If they miss out on both, it's a transfer disaster, in my opinion. Um, and certainly, I'll be critical of the club if they aren't able to get one of those two through the door because they've got these priorities in a window where you finish second. You have to exploit the fact that where you finished last season, you have to use that to your advantage. And if you miss out on those two targets or one of those, uh, if you miss out on both of those two targets, I... I I'd accept one because I understand that there is a lot of competition for them, but you have to target them and you have to get at least one of those through the door. And I'll be the first to say, that's not good enough if we miss out on uh, both of those players. Uh, Equan says, hey, Tom, is there any chance in any of the multiverses that we're able to sign Phil Foden? I really like him and feel he'd suit us. Uh, When does his contract end? Uh, In terms of his contract ending, he signed one as recently, I think his last season, did he not? um yeah so his contract ends in 2027 I don't think there's any chance unfortunately uh, of Arsenal signing Phil Fodenik one so uh yeah you're gonna have to jump into a different multiverse or universe if uh, if you want to get hold of of him before the end of the window uh, Dobbo says from the current targets Arsenal are linked with if you could choose three players only for Arsenal to sign from those who would you personally sign Rice, Caicedo, and Simican would be my three uh, that I would sign if I had a choice of signing three this summer. Um, let <laughs> us uh, You're really desperate to put that joke into the chat box, uh, William, aren't you? <laughs> Aaron says, I don't think we will make the transfers this summer that wins us the league. There's still work to do, but I think signing the right two centre midfielders and a right-sided centre-back bridges the gap significantly. I do tend to agree that, you know, signing Rice, Caicedo, Simakan. say we were to bring those three in, I still think we need a left-back if Tierney leaves. And I'd personally think that we need to sign a centre-forward, but they might need to wait until next summer. Um, I think that we've got a lot there to absolutely put on a much stronger title challenge. But uh, I think there's more still to be done. And that's fine because I said this summer needs to be the last summer where we add like the five or six. And I think we do need to add five or six during this window. And then the subsequent summer windows, we should be adding one to three maximum players like Man City have over the last few seasons to their starting 11 quota because you just need to make sure that you're, you know, then you can become self-sufficient. And that's really important. Uh, Phil Ed says, hey, Tom, I obviously don't know the ins and outs of transfer negotiations, but why doesn't Edu just hash out a deal with the club that suits all parties instead of putting bids that get rejected? Because ultimately there's, there's four, but yeah, sometimes even more than four moving parts to any transfer. You've got the club, you've got the two clubs, you've got Arsenal, you've got West Ham. You've got the people involved in those deals. You've got the player and you've got the representatives. They're the four. So you've got everyone at Arsenal, everyone at West Ham. You've got the player and you've got the representatives. And all four parties have to come to an agreement. And sometimes clubs like West Ham would rather these negotiations drag on. So they might say, we're not going to talk about Rice for a few days. We're going to take a break on this. We're going to take some time away from this. We're going to think about this deal. We're going to assess our options and we'll come back to you when we've got an answer. And that sometimes takes days, you know? So there isn't, I know the expectation of of Edu going, right, we're going to bid 100 million quid, here's 200,000 pounds per week, get the deal done, job done. But the fact of the matter is, is that West Ham might think they can get more than 100 million. They might think, let's wait until after the Champions League final and let's see what Manchester City do. So... There is always within the selling club's prerogatives to wait at times, to see if they can drag on a bidding process to see if they get further interest, to make teams that want to buy the player panic and maybe stump up more money. It is within the selling club's motive to drag things out. And so when people say you know why aren't we why are we so slow why don't we just get things done quickly it's not always because of us being slow or undervaluing players or bidding under what players are worth sometimes it's the selling clubs that extend and drag things out because they want to encourage other teams other offers to come in and also potentially to make a team that's already bidding for a player panic and offer more money up so it's not always just because of Arsenal being slow it's also because the selling clubs want to try and dictate the negotiations and you also get that from the representatives of the player the players reps might turn around and be like let's just hold off on that offer from Arsenal let's just wait and see if anything comes in after the Champions League final from Man City we've been told by their people that we're willing to get involved in the race after the Champions League final so there's no rush let's wait and see what happens so that's why. You often see things dragging out as long. And from our perception, you know, as fans, I do a transfer show every morning. I'm sure you've got notifications turned on for 27 different Twitter aggregators spreading all news around what's happening with Arsenal every hour. That makes psychologically you think that things are dragging on. When reality, back in the day, you know, 15, 20 years ago, when we didn't have social media or where we used to literally just watch Sky Sports to get any transfer news, you know, or you have to go on Google and search things up on different websites. Unfortunately, it then felt a lot faster when Arsenal got deals done. You know, it was actually ironic. We said last season, you know, you think about last summer, Jesus and uh, Fabio Vieira, they were both brought in before the, first, um, before the first pre-season fixture. Fabio Vieira was brought in in June. And yet, I remember us like three weeks before that deal happened, saying we're taking ages, we're not getting things done. But actually, Fabio Vieira was brought in within three weeks of of June, I think it was, and we were all looking at that as like, wow, that's some quick early business done by Arsenal. So you know, it's always that interpretation that the way in which you absorb information that often leads to things being extended. Uh, let's catch up on that poll, and we'll round the show off on this. Do you want City to win the Champions League? 500 of you around have voted. 52% say no. say yes. Very split indeed, and I'm not surprised in the slightest. Thank you, everybody that's tuned in and listened. I very much appreciate your time, as always. It's always appreciated. I'll be back tomorrow morning to give you further updates on any of the news that's happened today, reacting, of course, to the Champions League final tonight, which I am looking forward to watching, as I hope that you are too. And uh, I hope you enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the weather. If you're here in the UK, it's looking very, very nice indeed. I'm going to be cooped up inside writing today, working. uh, So spare a thought, if you will. Um, But it's been an absolute pleasure. Do drop a like on the video, of course, uh, and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. See you soon. Stay well, stay safe. And as always, up the Arsenal.
1: conditions apply five years or 100 miles whichever comes first pro pilot is an advanced driver assist technology driver's responsibility to stay alert drive safely and control vehicle at all times
0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans